0: You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show.
1: You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI.
0: Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi TaxiStandHour. From a pay phone, call Collect.
2: So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about
1: changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. It's uh, Sunday, January third of twenty twenty-one. I was expecting to hear somebody else there, and I just—it just didn't happen. So. No, it didn't. We'll,
3: I'll be damned. Yes, won't I know. I, oh, I will be. Yeah.
1: Oh. That's more like it. My morning just doesn't sound, it doesn't start right without hearing that. Well, it doesn't necessarily start right all the time anyways, but anyways. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening. You are indeed listening to the Taxi Stand Hour. Once again, on this Sunday, January 3rd of 2021, from the Northern Command Studio, where the sun is shining bright, as you can probably tell if you're uh, watching us here on the feed, I am John Shannon. And from the illustrious Radio TFI Executive Tower, the tallest building in Queens, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and
2: kittens, and let us be the last to say, Happy New Year. <laughs> and, and welcome to 2021. Okay, now what? We Look, <laughs> We we can all wear the badge of courage that we survived 2020 some of us just barely but we survived it nonetheless so it's a uh it's a gloomy miserable day outside here the uh out, outside of the broadcast center but we're gonna have a good time for these next couple of hours ain't we
1: john well of course we are we always have a good time and... wait wait a minute now i'm disillusioned i always thought when the weather got gloomy there at uh at street level if you will that you Went high enough up in that tower above the cloud line, where all you saw was sunshine.
3: It, 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 it,
1: was this a delusion or what? What's uh, going on? Uh, renovations
2: going on uh, oh. for for the full year on on floors two through three hundred
1: and forty-seven. Oh, okay. So we're going to be working oh. out of the
2: ground floor level for uh, what? No. Oh, okay. Wide Are you world hammering. What? <laughs> Are they working on your studio as well? Yeah,
4: exactly.
2: <laughs> what
1: in the wide, wide world of sports was that? Or who? It was well, It, it, was, it was sound effects. It was sound effects. Oh. I was banging my coffee cup on the table, trying to make it sound like a hammer. Oh, but, Oh, is that uh, yeah. what
2: that was? That's what that oh, was. Okay. Yes. See, you re- you really got to show up to the rehearsals so that we're all on the same page here. Uh,
1: well, I was here. I was here. The studio was all set up. StreamYard was all set up. Anyway. You know, all you had to do was get into your comfy little chair and go to, you know, hey.
2: Comfy. <laughs> Although we are going to have a massive studio renovation here, hopefully soon. Sooner than the, the, the street-level studio where where you can come by and watch the show happen, just like, you know, the, the big network morning shows. You know, we're going to have a big glass window, and every Sunday you can come by and and peek in and, and, and watch John and I do, or at least watch me do what I do. Of course, uh, watch out for the cops. But anyway, uh, that went nowhere, nowhere in a hurry.
1: No, of course not. <laughs> oh, but boys. what were you expecting? <laughs> Oh, Do you expect miracles in 2021?
2: Wow, wow. I just, I had such high hopes for that bit that I was creating off the top of my head. and Boy, oh boy. That uh, that took hey, a Off the top of your head. Wh- where's your hat? <laughs> What's your hurry? Where's
4: you, your hat?
2: First off, yesterday I went out again and I got a shave and a haircut.
1: Well, Let so me, you wanted to show off his shave and haircut. Absolutely. So Don't
2: hat worry, hat. the hat's going to show up. But oh, okay. I t- I'll tell you what—it's like a small little vacation during that shave. Boy, this guy David is great, and uh, he's an old time barber. And it's just like twenty minutes of oh man, this is just—it's it, this close, this close to being as good as a as a pedicure. It's close, uh, but straight it's- razor. Straight razor, I guess. Yeah, straight razor.
1: I, I, I love straight razor shaves. When I do, every once in a while, I'll treat myself to one. But I'm a little bit more brave. I'll go to a barber school and get a straight razor well, shave. Oh you're, uh, look, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I made it this far. without. Remember,
2: I had my first professional shave just, what, about a month or so ago. If I waited this long, I'm not letting kids do it, okay? And I'm not letting kids do it, or... Uh, nervous? nervous. A little, a little. Come on! Yeah, all right. Live a little, yeah. So, Live a little. All right. So,
4: so
1: if you uh, if you uh, hadn't heard, by the way, and if you, if you was wondering why my Twitter activity was uh, uh a little light there on the on New Year's Day, as a matter of fact, I got my New Year's Day present from Twitter. Yay! They put me in Twitter jail. Dun dun, dun. I couldn't. have had My second trip there. I'm I'm, I'm a hardened criminal in uh, in uh, Twitter's eyes. Uh, You're a repeat after, offender. Yeah. yeah, I'm a repeat offender. Exactly. First one, I could have probably understood it. This one, this one made no no sense whatsoever. And I'll try to be brief about this. Thank you. But yeah well of course if you've probably heard in the news there's an individual uh i have his name handy it's it's if we decide to go to that story a little bit later on uh we will uh but anyways uh i he uh was a uh, man was arrested for uh purposely uh letting a, a, a case of um Vaccines. I believe it was the Madeira. Yes. Vaccines. Uh, letting them go, letting, leaving them out and letting them go bad. Did it purposely. And I simply said on Twitter, and I was replying to some individual's tweet. And I just said, I'd, I'd love to knock this asshole out. Plain and simple. And, you know, it wasn't. Uh, we didn't know who the guy was, so it wasn't like I could uh, target the individual on on Twitter. Uh, the person that originally uh, person that originally posted the tweet gave it a like. Somebody else gave it a like, and all of a sudden that must have woke uh, Twitter up or something like that. And next thing next thing you know, I'm in Twitter jail for 12 hours. Dun
2: dun dun.
1: I, I and I'm a little surprised. And look, uh, and, and then and then on the other side of that, I've got my esteemed co-host over here, who literally you invites uh, what is this? Uh, no, no, no. puts up a tweet, re- responds to somebody directly. What, what was what was the quote? All right, I, I, all, right. All, uh, right. all right, Without using the bomb.
2: Wait a minute. Finish your story, and then we'll explain mine.
1: Oh, okay. Well, all I'm saying is is that Twitter, I think, is a little loosey-goosey with its standards when it comes to its uh, TOS, if you will. You know, I've seen a whole lot worse. I mean, you can, for crying out loud, you can, Twitter, hell, you can... Post outright porn on Twitter, you know? No, you can't. Yeah, the, yeah, you can. Been there, done that. Seen, seen the pictures. Okay. Uh, yes, okay. you can post porn on Twitter. But I, you know, and I, like I said, all I said is I would, I would like to, you know, I would like to knock this asshole out. I, and I wasn't saying it to anybody directly, but. Oh well, I've said it before, so I can't be a hypocrite here. It's Twitter's game, uh, you know, their game, their rules. I, I understand. I understand it. I'd just like to see a little bit more consistency. That's all. All right. So now,
2: now let me explain what he was, what John is referring to with me. John issued me a caution. He said, "Be careful, Ed, because Twitter's on on a rampage or whatever." What John was referring to. <laughs> What John was referring to is <clears throat> excuse me, a tweet I've been putting out every time I read something from one of the networks on the planet. You know, your Ted Cruz's, your Marco Rubio's, your Mitch McConnell's, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The tweet always says the same thing. It says this just in F you and whoever it is. Now the F word is spelled capital F asterisk asterisk k mhm it could be so it
5: could be
4: flock
2: could be fuck you flock like flock of birds flock you it could be anything unlike john i understand my audience and my overlords
1: oh okay <laughs> <laughs> they're not <laughs> let's, 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 let's let's yeah let's see uh... Let's see how that works out for you here. All right. Are we uh, are we done with that? Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. I'm not going to get <coughs> too. Uh, I, I do want to mention at some point in time here today, uh, time allowing, I do want to uh, touch on an interesting topic here. If you noticed on the header there, if you're watching on um, either the uh, YouTube feed or the Facebook feeds or anything to that dis- example, uh, I did put up here what what are you looking at i had kind of an interesting experience earlier and it kind of led me to a little bit of a revelation here oh my. and uh, so we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that here time allowing a little bit later on but right now let's get into the meat and potatoes here i understand that uh, my esteemed co-host here has some Wonderfully, some surprising news in the world of the stock reports. I so, I didn't say that well, at
2: all. That is not what I said.
1: You said I was going to be surprised.
2: No, I said you'll find it interesting.
1: Okay, interesting. Usually, things that surprising things that surprise okay. me, I'm interested in. It's the Radio
2: TFI Market Watch from the Radio TFI Market Watch Center, desperately searching for a sponsor. Uber closed the week at at an even $51, down $1.88 from last week. Lyft closed at $49.13, up $0.27 from last week. That's your uh, Market Watch. Ooh, baby. I said it'd be interesting, not earth-shaking. I find oh, it. Okay. I found it interesting because it was an even fifty-one dollars.
1: Oh, okay. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to find that song somewhere in the Radio TFI Vault. Which one? Uh, uh, I forget who does the song. It's called uh, "Spinning Wheel." Oh, okay. Got love, to love the part that says, "What goes up must come down." Boom, boom, just boom. Isn't it, that?
2: Song. Isn't that CCR?
1: I don't i I honestly don't know I couldn't tell you one way or another uh believe it or not here on the taxi stand hour we actually have a couple of bits of uh industry news so I,
2: I don't believe that
1: uh, don't believe it listen I'm gonna play a little I'm gonna play a little something, something here uh from out of Seattle uh where uh this this might open up a, a can of worms here and we'll see how uh We'll see how it affects uh, Uber and um, and the and Lyft and maybe the riding public and see see where this all shakes up. But this is from Como uh, News, uh, KOMO News out of Seattle.
6: Alex Nachman typically drives four to five hours a day for Uber. He's one of 33,000 licensed rideshare drivers in King County. Today, January 1st, a new law takes effect in the state of Seattle. Raising the minimum wage up to $16.69 an hour for big companies like Uber. We are really very happy to see that. That's a big win, says Ahmed Mahamoud, an Uber driver from Federal Way. He's driving 10 to 12 hours a day to support his nine kids.
4: If we come to the minimum wage, we are all happy.
6: In response to the higher minimum wage law, Uber increased rates in the city of Seattle by 25%.
3: For the average rider, you know, that means your, you know, sort of $4 or $5 ride within downtown sort of area or downtown South Lake Union is now going to be, you know, $7, $8, $9.
6: An Uber spokesman shared this response. We know only price increase is frustrating for customers, and we will continue to look for new ways to reduce prices while complying with the city council's laws. Having a minimum wage
2: standard is important.
6: Knockman and Drive Ford Seattle, an advocacy group for drivers, support minimum wage, standards, but they say increased rates for riders is not the way to go.
3: Once April 1st comes around, you're likely to see a downtown to the airport ride cost nearly $70 when it used to be about 40. People will ride less, I think this is not a good time for
2: rate increases due to the pandemic, due to people having less money and being
0: more concerned with their finances.
6: In Seattle, Suzanne come on News.
0: For food kind of day because of the rain and the wind around Western Washington.
1: Sorry about that, I couldn't pull the trigger on that quick enough. So now we know what the weather was like on the first in uh, Seattle as well. My apologies. Just to show you, I can do it. I, hey, I had no doubt you could do it.
2: Blood, sweat, and tears, by the way.
1: Oh, is that who did who did that? Yes. Just real, really quick, if we if we can touch on this. <clears throat> uh, of course, uh, I'm still thinking 16. What do you say? 1669 for a minimum wage uh, I, out there.
2: I missed it. I was finding music.
1: Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I believe that's what it was. Sixty. It, it's a nice gesture, but uh, I'm sure that that 1669 minimum wage uh, also has to cover part of the expenses of operating sure. that.
2: Sure. In the, in the end, it's nowhere close to that because you've got, yeah, you've got your operating expenses. And by the way, to our friend in the, in the story there, dude, spend more time in the car and, and less time producing kids, nine kids.
1: I know, right?
2: <laughs> Dude, I, I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but give her a break.
1: <laughs> I think he did give her a break at some point wow. time. Wow, all right. <laughs> at this point in time, you don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a little I'm a little too little too late in my opinion here. And maybe maybe it's something for the taxi industry to take a look at. Uh, Of course, we know the taxi industry is regulated by actual rates. So even if they wanted to drop their rates and say, well, geez, okay, they're saying it might be a $74 fare in an Uber to get to the airport from downtown. Hey, we'll do it. The taxi industry will do it for 70. You know, give it, just give your, do something to kind of give yourself a little bit of a a cushion or a padding or maybe some sort of a a an edge if you will. I know here we're getting a lot of uh, private pay rides here in in Minnesota because some of the shorter runs, the uh, the the runs that are five six seven, eight dollars here in Minnesota are actually in in a taxi are actually costing around ten to twelve dollars in, in an uber. So we are starting to see, a little bit of, of of some of that, but we'd also in this industry we'd like to see some airport runs. Uh, we'd love to see um, love to see a little bit of that business come back. So maybe at this point in time, the industry again I've said I've said it a million times. You need to do what you can to try to compete. The, the industry, the taxi industry, has not faced historically before Uber and Lyft came into town. Has not really faced any real level of competition other than, you know, maybe shuttles or, or what have you, but people are always going to think with their pocketbooks and you mm-hmm. have to find it and figure a way to try to compete in this market. And,
2: and, uh, and on top of that, that's, I mean, this is something that I think we all in one way, shape or form, we all knew this was coming once, mm-hmm. once Uber uh, beat down the taxi industry. Let's start popping our prices. Let's start cutting the drivers. You know this. This was all. You look at what Uber does on their food delivery side, Uber Eats. Do you know that most restaurants are paying Uber thirty five percent? Oh yes. And they make no money off that. It's so. Look, this this was bound to happen. Those of us in the industry were predicting this for. The, it was just a question of when. And look, it is what it is right now, um, and really, dude, 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 have have your tubes, I've heard tubes tied. Seriously, nine kids. I mean, God bless you. I'm sure they're all wonderful children. And uh, and you're out pushing a, pushing an Uber. Jeez, if I was your wife, I'd hate you, because you're leaving her with the kids all the time. Because you got to work so so many. Hours. How do you find time? If the pay is that... I, I don't understand this. <laughs> How do you find time to don't have more
1: kids? Don't try. Man. man. It remi- don't try. You're over 60. I'm pushing
2: 60. Uh, it reminds me of a story. <laughs> the old Groucho Marx show. You bet your life. Now Groucho would interview the two contestants. You know, that show was more about Groucho being funny than it was about the game show portion. But he he would he would interview the people and you know hopefully they'd say the secret word and divide a hundred dollars. Uh, one time it was was it a gentleman or a woman came on said some ridiculous amount of kids, eighteen kids pick the number it doesn't matter. Eesh. And apparently, you know what I, I'm not even sure if it's true or not, but it's a great story. And apparently, upon hearing this, Groucho, Groucho looked at the camera and deadpanned. I've been smoking a cigar for 40 plus years even I take it out every now and again
7: Good
4: Lord.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness hey we got some uh, we got some Christine we'd like to uh, talk about there she put on quite the uh, tweet tirade herself uh, yes, she, yes she did yes she did
2: and that is Chris so, uh, of course Christine Hubbard Queen of all hacks up there in Toronto Canada eh at uh, Beck Taxi, by the way, if you're if you're in Toronto, Canada, a eh, uh, make sure you you use the fine folks at Beck Taxi. They work hard, good cars, good organization, and run by one of the best in the, if not the best in the business. At least uh, we here at Radio TFI we highly recommend Beck Taxi. So absolutely. So yeah, so so Christine put out a tweet this week, and uh, there's a uh, there's a uh, we're gonna try and get get through it and and it's really indicative of what's going on by the way she's really on top of things especially as far as her drivers go she is you know unlike a lot of taxi companies in this country uh she really does look out for her drivers and and you can tell and we've been dealing with her and following her for years now and, and it's not an act it's it's Oh, by the way, did you see the picture she posted of uh, of the kids on the hockey rink and the fire? I did not. Oh, it's a beautiful picture. Beautiful picture of them uh, sitting outside with a fire going, and the kids are down at the uh, on the pond on the, uh, the, the self-made skating rink. Anyway. Beautiful. Beautiful. Anyway, so Christine put out a tweet. It was from the other day. Uh, she says a city of Toronto bylaw enforcement officer went to a taxi driver's house last week to confiscate or revoke the taxicab license plate that he paid a hundred thousand dollars for through the city of Toronto in 2014. Out of business? Did he break a law? No. Merry effing Christmas. Here's what happened. And by the way, she put in merry effing Christmas. And she didn't use asterisks, let me tell you. Well, she used something. In 2014, taxi drivers... She gives a little bit of the history here. In 2014, taxi drivers bought standard taxicab licenses for $100,000 through the city of Toronto, while a court challenge tested the requirement for all taxis in Toronto to become wheelchair-accessible vans. The taxi drivers were told that pending the outcome, they may have to convert their standard licenses... To Toronto taxicab licenses which require a wheelchair accessible van. The outcome? The city overturned the regulation requiring all taxicabs to be wheelchair accessible vans because it was a stupid idea in the first place. <laughs> Those are words not mine. These drivers were quote-unquote allowed to purchase sedans and get to work but for five years the city of Toronto Uh, slash MLS, which MLS I believe is the governing body as far as uh, taxis and all that in uh, either Ontario or the city of Toronto uh, refused to renew their licenses even though they tried to pay every year. Little did they know that even though the city had reversed their bad decision, these drivers would still be required to purchase wheelchair accessible vans and convert their licenses to a TTL. Toronto taxicab license upon the expiry of the vehicles they had purchased city council has extended the life of vehicles by two years but still took the plate away he has nothing in other words through no fault of his own uh, the city of Toronto made this offer to people and uh, basically uh, they've run a scam they've run a con game on them Uh, Continuing on, it comes with no benefit to the city. He has two options. Sell it to someone who must convert, and there's no market for that. Or buy a new plate after spending $100,000 on the one they just took away that will sit on a shelf at 8050 Coxwell collecting dust. I imagine that's where the office is. Oh, sorry, hang on. Did I say at the MLS offices? They have not opened since the pandemic started. How nice for all those people safely working from home, sending enforcement offices to put people out of business. But the barbecue guy, now there's a whole other mess going on up there about a guy who run, runs a barbe- barbecue shop who's operating without a license. And this gets mm-hmm. tied, that's how it gets tied in here, is that mm-hmm. as Christina stated in, in previous tweets, that uh, you know when Uber started, they weren't licensed, they weren't legal. And this barbecue shop is just breaking all sorts of laws. It's a bit. It's a big local story up there, but uh, yes. Yeah, so now the city of Toronto
1: is playing fast and loose with their cab drivers. Uh, Christine, this would be the time where I would take the top lights off the vehicles. They're no longer. You're no longer taxis. Your transportation. You get ninety percent of your business probably from uh, your. Radio business or your call business, anyways. Take the top lights off. Become instead of uh, back taxi. Become back transportation. Tell the city of Toronto to stick it up their ass. They uh, that uh, they are really getting hosed up there. I, I sometimes wonder, and this this comes from the Ed Van Ness file of uh, conspiracy theories here. But if I <laughs> woke you up. If I didn't know any better, if I was one of these conspiracy uh, theory type people, I would say that uh, Uber, as they are uh, pie- forking over the uh, pallets full of cash over to the uh, the city of Toronto, are probably saying, "Do whatever you have to do to stand on their uh, stand on their neck, right, and uh, put put the taxi industry under." And giving them just free reign throughout uh, the the city, for, it, it looks to me like that. Uh, unlike a lot of taxi businesses throughout North America, uh, the while while down, it seems like back uh, up there in Toronto, it does still have a bit of a marketplace right,
2: there. Right, right.
1: And, and uh, th- this is no good for the overlords of Uber. So they, mm. hey. Stand on their neck. Let's, let's let's get these taxis flushed and out of our way.
2: And it's interesting hey, you yeah. should use that phrase, stand on their neck. And I don't know it's because you've heard me say it a bunch of times. But if you recall, that's what uh, they told us down in Broward County. That is literally the phrase mm-hmm. that they used. Well, we're going to – well, actually, they said, we'll keep our boot – we're keeping our boot on your neck. We're going to make mm-hmm. – they literally said, we're going to make you abide by all these rules. No matter what happens, you're you you we're going to treat Uber differently.
1: So does every Uber have to be a, a, uh, a wheelchair accessible van? Listen, no. Uh, I don't have to tell you if you've ever tried to do a conversion. Uh, to, They're expensive. To wheel- yep. They're expensive. That is, oh, that is incredibly expensive. And, and hats off to that's off to the London taxi industry. Whereas, I'm not mistaken all black cabs are wheelchair but they're purpose except. they're they're built
2: that way okay exactly they are industry specific now there was supposed to be an automobile available available here 10 15 years ago it's out there now but it it, it kind of serves the purpose uh, but it was supposed to be the new taxi. And mm-hmm. but they they shifted their focus, and they were all going to be similar to the London taxi, with a fold-out ramp. Everyone would have been wheelchair accessible. No front passenger seat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And every vehicle would have been, which is which is wonderful if you can do that. That's the beauty of the London black cab. It doesn't matter who you flag
1: down; it's wheelchair accessible.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, like you say, it's a good idea. So why don't why don't we make uh, why don't we make Uber do it? Uh, uh, I, well now you're. Why don't why don't we make air, Yeah, come on, let, let's make this a level playing field. Here. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, listen, we're gonna take a short pause for the cause here. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. Radio, Radio TFI.
4: T-F-I.
7: Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Teach your eyes to look up. Teach your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner where the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you've seen the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. The street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Teach our eyes to look up, teach our ears to hear. Walk up to the corner where the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you've seen the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block.
3: I may never have met you. We
8: don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect.
1: Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask to protect you. Mask up, America. Brought to you by
8: New York State and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Chris Murphy, and you found the taxi stand hour on Radio TFI.
1: Thank you, there, uh, Chris. Hey, that worked. Hey, I actually got to get up, stretch my legs for a second, and wow, life is good, man. <laughs> John
2: John Shannon cannot handle a two-hour show once a week. I take
1: water pills. Give give me a break, okay? Give me a break. (laughs) Besides, it cleanses the palate from the last conversation to the current conversation. Fine.
2: Look, I'm there with you. I'm on on board. I've agreed to this. I I put them together. By the way, if you're not familiar with the the first first, uh, piece of audio you heard there in the middle of the block, if you were a kid in New York City... In the sixties, you knew that song. It was it was the first public service ad that I can remember. And everybody knew that song. Every I don't know if it played. I know it was produced by the City of New York. Whether or not it played anywhere else, I'm not certain. But boy oh boy, that would that was a popular tune. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. Anyway. You don't dare cross the street anywhere in New York City, from uh, what I
1: understand.
2: <laughs> you know you, you know what's very, been very interesting, and, and just before we, we move on with the show, and it's something I've noticed since, since I've been back, is that people are actually, for the most part, they're abiding by the walk-don't-walk walk signs. Now, when they've got walk, when it, when it's time for the pedestrians to cross, they'll climb over your car. They don't care if you happen to be stuck in that crosswalk but they also know when it says don't walk they're taking a chance and they wait and wait and wait in the middle till the light turns green oops what did i do there um i've been very very pleasantly surprised to see about 98 percent of the people especially in midtown manhattan they you know they're impatient they're in a hurry but they wait until it's their turn to walk. But then when it's their turn, don't mess with them. Anyway, let's... Uh... Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, I'm walking here. By the way, that was an improvised line. That was not in the script. Very good. That was not in the
4: script. That's, that's,
2: uh, that's Midnight
1: Cowboy we're referring to. Uh... 754-800-CHAT. Seven five four eight zero zero chat Or that also spells out to 2428. If you want to join in here on our conversation, now this is uh the part in the show where Ed gets to show off his technical prowess here and gives us some audio bits from the uh, previous week. So, uh, start us off there, my man. Boy, when you say it like that, you just put so much pressure on me.
2: Can you handle it? That's a good question. Here, <laughs> here, here John, you're going to have to go into this. This is... Uh, this is your boy Louis Gomer. Tell us, tell us, let 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 us play it, let's play it. Uh, John John pointed this clip out to me. You're gonna are gonna get my blood going early on. This oh one. oh yeah, we're getting you fired up. Uh, what's Louis Gomer talking talking about here,
1: John? Oh, well, he is just saying, well, you know what? We can't get through any of the legal processes here, so we got one last option here, folks. Hang on. Here we go. If I don't have standing to do that, nobody does. And if the appropriate defendant is not the vice president that under the Constitution has the power to make that determination, then there is no. But if bottom line is the court is saying... We're not going to touch this. You have no remedy. Uh, Basically, in effect, Mm -hmm. the ruling would be that you got to go to the streets and be as violent as Antifa and BLM. Because let me ask
5: you, Congressman Gohmert. I mean, technically, the ball is still in the vice president's court.
2: Technically, the ball, the vice president's got nothing to do with this. He's an envelope opener. But go ahead, John. I know you want to go off on. Oh, my.
1: So okay first off by by the way, that court the court did strike that down. I found out later, Yes. Uh, that basically uh though Pence has no uh, it, he doesn't want it from everything I'm seeing right now. he does not want the responsibility of right oh by going the way but, to before overturn you, this election
2: before you go any further what the the issue in question here was Louis Gomart and some more of the dopey dwarves. Sued Vice President Pence over. Oh, this is just so ridiculous. About about Pence reading the votes on uh, on uh, Wednesday. Uh, when well, they keep pretending like Pence can do something. He's there simply to read the votes. Period. He has no power there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, John. I apologize.
1: Oh, no that's okay so now Gomer I forget uh, what uh, state is he he's representative uh what state is he does he represent do you uh, have that in front of you I, I this, couldn't this find it but,
2: state of confusion I believe
1: well that's that's true but they're, they're they haven't been granted statehood yet but oh uh, where is he from <laughs> help me Jesus. Uh, Help Tell me, me, Jesus! Help me, Jesus,
2: Jesus! I'll uh, I'll find it. You go ahead. You talk. You you talk.
1: So yeah, uh, yeah. Here he is. He hey, look. This is the type of things where you know he's. I don't want to see violence, but hey, if you guys want to hit the street, yeah, Hey, maybe we don't have any other option. Uh, there's there's a word that comes to mind. It's called sedition, if I am not uh, uh, mistaken, where basically he is committing a crime for doing this kind of thing and and basically trying to uh, stir the masses here. It is a a serious felony, uh, punishable uh, by fines and up to 20 years in prison. And it refers to the act of inciting revolt or violence against a lawful authority with the goal of destroying or overthrowing it. Sound familiar? Yep, he's from Texas, by the way. Oh, that's shocking. <clears throat>
2: Excuse me. Yeah, so along along with Ted Cruz and all um, the, the usual gang of idiots, uh, they uh.
3: Yeah.
1: I, Cruz supposedly is going to be the one that's going to lead the group of senators. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's 12 Republican senators, uh, uh, yeah. I believe.
2: Yes. Uh, and a 100, it, it's, the whole thing is crazy. Uh, uh, this is related. I want to read a tweet from, and then a couple of... Uh, Angry Staffer, at Angry Staffer. By the way, you have to follow this person. I've said for... uh, You. Yes, not just you. I mean everybody. So he was responding to a tweet from uh, John Cruzel, which announced this. It said, VP Pence has been sued by uh, Gohmert, Kelly Ward, and other GOP members in a far-fetched bid to overturn Biden's win. Plaintiffs asked Judge Jeremy Kremodal, a Trump-appointed federal judge in Texas, to find that Pence is authorized to pick pro-Trump electors on January 6th. Now, Angry Staffer replied, This might be the most asinine lawsuit yet, but I'm also kind of impressed because I didn't have Pence sued by dumbest Republicans on my 2020 bingo card. <laughs> and, and and another response to that tweet from uh, from John Krizel from uh, No More Lies at Surge 1125, wrote this. These Republicans just don't get it. November 3rd, we won. Stop counting, it's over. November 4th, seriously, stop counting. November 5th, it's it's a conspiracy. November 20th, libs are stealing, sue. December 1st, the machines, sue. December 5th, let's rally and protest, sue. December 10th, Civil War, sue. Now, sue, future, Sue it's uh, uh it the, the whole thing is is ridiculous uh speaking of of uh, Cruz and his sedition mm-hmm. uh we've got a little piece by by Keith Oberman which really wraps this in a nice bow and this is this is fresh. you can still see the steam coming off it from yesterday.
5: This is Olbermann versus Trump and I'm not Trump. This is, in short, the greatest internal threat to our democracy since the Civil War. Eighteen days before the inauguration of President-Elect Biden, seven Republican senators, led by Ted Cruz with four senators-elect, are demanding, quote, an emergency 10-day audit of the election returns in the disputed states due to, quote, unprecedented allegations of voter fraud. There are no allegations of voter fraud, not even in the nitwitted lawsuits filed by Trump and his toadies. There are no disputed states. There are no emergencies. There is only sedition. Senator Cruz and the other ten conspirators may think they are making a deft political move to shore up the fascist end of their base, and dressing it up as a high-minded replay of the 1876 electoral commission. In fact, Cruz and the others have merely lit a match to a corner of our constitution. This democracy requires one underlying agreement. Elections are sacrosanct. If you lose and it is close, you may have your recount. If you lose and it is not close, you cannot fabricate closeness, you cannot fabricate disputes, you cannot fabricate an excuse for an extra-legal, extra-constitutional audit. Even that which we have never done, removing an impeached president, would not turn the presidency over to a different political party. This coup would do exactly that. And moreover, if this Pandora's box of an emergency audit is merely taken seriously, it will become automatic. We will never again have an election in this country in which the Republican Party accepts its defeat. There are laws in this country against doing what Ted Cruz just did, and what he yet wants to do, and he doesn't give a damn because it's all just politics to him, and to Senator Ron Johnson, and Senator Marsha Blackburn, and Senator Kennedy, Senator Braun, Senator Lankford, Senator Daines, and Senators-elect Haggerty, Lummis, Marshall, and Tuberville. Remember their names, because 18 U.S. Code 2385 spells out the crime of advocating the overthrow of the government. These eleven must be charged under its provisions. If not now, then on January twentieth. Keith Overman would love to. See, oh would, yes. Wouldn't
2: that be fun? Um, Radio
1: yeah. TF Ike, all Keith Overman, all, all the time. The time. <laughs> We're getting close to that. We're getting yeah, close. To we, that. You uh, know, can I can I interject something in here? By all means, it's your show. Kind of. Well, you, you do you do have a point there, kind of. Uh, okay, first off, I I saw it in a tweet, and I lost where I, I thought I bookmarked it, but I must not have. Or, but it was a very interesting tweet. First off, if if you're protest if you're protesting these elections, uh, you have how many how many of those people did uh, Oberman mention were actually uh, had the uh, hyphenated elect.
2: Uh, next to I, their uh, name I believe it's four
1: well wait a minute so if we're if we're going to dispute this election you can't pick out which parts of the election you want to dispute that is you have you have to wipe the whole slate clean and there's a whole bunch of you have to remember that the Republicans in this made gains in the house right uh we don't know about the Senate yet because there's still a chance of uh of there being, you know, of it being, what is it? If if uh, both uh, seats in Georgia wind up going to the Dems, does that make it a 50 Or makes
2: it makes it a fifty-fifty with uh, Vice President Harris? The the right tiebreaker, the, the tie-breaker. Go blue in Georgia. Exactly. We'll we'll get into that more later, but yeah, I, I mean, you've got to realize what's being argued here. O- only the swing states, the only states that Trump lost. Apparently, mm-hmm. there was cheating in. There was no cheating in any of the in the, any of the states he won. Also, what what these knuckleheads are, are, are forgetting even if somehow you were found you were to find mass cheating, which it's not there. Mm-hmm. Even if you find it, okay? We just don't throw out the top of the ticket kids and kittens. We throw out the whole uh, the ballot. We throw out no, the entire no, ballot. No. So and bearing in mind, there were a lot of places where people went Republican straight down the, the ballot, except for the top of the ticket. Exactly. The problem is Trump can't accept that he lost. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. Uh, but
3: that was going to happen.
2: I mean, we, not, we could have told you this was going to happen yeah. two years I've ago. I've been saying for a long time, this is the period of time I've been afraid of between the election and an inauguration i got something here i i I want to read i found this uh online okay i i don't know who to attribute it to i don't have anybody so so the voters can't be trusted the poll workers can't be trusted the voting machines can't be trusted the media can't be trusted bill barr can't be trusted the guy who was in charge of election security can't be trusted the lower courts can't be trusted the appellate courts can't be trusted and the supreme court can't be trusted but donald trump can be trusted Roll that around in your head for about three minutes and realize how incredibly mind-boggling stupid that sounds. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is the only... only. By the way, while I'm on this page, the only other thing here, I got another tweet here from, from God. At the tweet of God. If you don't follow... There's another account you should follow. At the tweet of God. This week, God tweeted, When you tell a Trumper to put on a mask he fetches his clan
1: robes. Oh, gotta love it. And love. there are some really intelligent people, some real interesting people that have gotten on, on Twitter and have made a name for themselves. And then rightfully so with the followers that, the, that they have, uh, boy, I just, I wish I could swim in that same pond.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we, we've also got, uh, some audio regarding the uh, uh,
1: the stimulus package, which of course before you before you start trying to stimulate me here, uh, let let me just let's go on here uh, real quick if if we could with with this whole okay uh, this whole I, thing. By the way, I've got I've,
2: I've got one go more I've got one more tweet about that too which I almost missed. This is from Jennifer Morrell at voting geek. (laughs) I like her name. (laughs) This may be a good time to remind everyone that Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin already conduct post-election audits, which are open to the public. The process for verifying and certifying the November, 2020 elections in these States has already taken place. January 6th is not a do over.
1: No, absolutely not. The, I'm just reading the first the first couple of uh, paragraphs from a story from uh, rawstory.com. Uh, buried deep in a report claiming Donald Trump has no intention of walking away meekly after Congress certifies the 2020 presidential election on January 6th. The Daily Beast reports that diehard fans of the president are opening, openly threatening violence the day they descend upon Washington, D.C., for the Stop the Steal rally the president is promoting. With the president suggesting to aides that he might make a public address at the gathering meant to counter the election certification process on the Senate floor, fans of the president are boasting that they will bring a literal war to the streets of D.C., uh, FBI are you looking into this by the way are you are you looking into this and uh, trying you know because I, I have no doubt these people are, are capable of doing this uh, you could have anything from uh, security uh, guards who are uh, they, who get shot and killed from trying to prevent these idiots from actually entering the uh, the uh, uh, Capitol building to try to disrupt this 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 is this is this isn't funny this is a dangerous dangerous threat and i sure as hell hope that the fbi is uh, paying attention to this folks all right tapping out uh don't <laughs> keep going
2: whoa what that's
1: that's a that's oh, a mistake m-
2: no that's a mistake that was a mistake. a mistake. Yeah, that's. Oh, that was, you don't make mistakes, do you? No, it was an
1: error. It was a it was a technical on, error. On the count of three, everybody. Hashtag, big time professional, professional
0: radio.
1: radio. You, you get it right here, folks. Every time, uh, like so, it or not. Yeah, I was going to say it. I sounded a little early for the top of the hour break there, but yeah, you know that's hey, because
2: it is. That's
1: because it is. You are the man at the board.
2: Yeah, um, I forgot to put something on there sooner, so lo and behold, here we are. I, I, uh, I understand. I've got, I've got one more thing. I wa- well, uh, another tweet. This is from Noel Kastler. And again, it, at Noel, you have to follow this guy. In all the talk of Trump's 300 days playing golf while president, we forget that he spent $50,000 installing a room-sized golf simulator. In the White House, you know, I read, I read something last night. Somebody made a very good point. They said, you know, come January 20th, I'm not going to be flying uh, big flags that say Biden for the next four years. I'm not going to be wearing hats that say Biden. Blah blah blah. Basically, it's we don't have to constantly show our love. You know, look at these people that spent how how many thousands of dollars on huge Trump flags that they've waved for the last four years. This is a cult, ladies and gentlemen. It is a cult.
1: Uh what And still are waving. Yeah. They're yeah. still waving those flags. Exactly. exactly. I mean yeah. how you go out here in the even the rural parts of the Twin Cities area and you see these big flags hanging and they got cranes with these big flags uh right um, flying it's kind of a waste of a crane in my in my opinion but you know what do I know hey let me right. let, let, let me squeeze these uh this last bit
2: in speaking of the stimulus so uh this first piece is about mitch uh just objecting to it because you know that's mitch
0: in the second COVID relief package that Donald Trump signed, employers will no longer have to provide paid sick leave to workers who get infected with COVID-19.
7: Is there objection to the request for modification?
0: Object.
7: Objection is heard.
0: So poor people who are sick and cannot afford to miss work will now be forced to work to feed their families.
7: Is there objection to the request for modification? Object. Objection is heard.
0: This will spread the virus and result in killing more Americans.
7: Is there objection to the request for modification? Object. Objection is heard.
0: That is just one of the many changes Mitch McConnell demanded in the relief package.
7: Is there objection to the request for modification? Object. Objection is heard.
2: Now, uh, so by the way, somebody vandalized the Mitch McConnell's home and wrote, where's my $2,000 on his door in spray paint? But it was spelled W-E-R-E-S, where's. So, you know. They also they also vandalized uh, Nancy Pelosi's house. Yeah. You uh, had
1: to see that coming, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. But the reason I play that that piece of audio is to set up this next piece of audio where Bernie Sanders goes to town on, uh, on Young Mitch.
1: And let me just make it clear for the majority leader that 10 out of the poorest 25 counties in the United States of America are located in Kentucky. So maybe my colleague, the majority leader, might want to get on the phone and start talking to working families in Kentucky and find out how they feel
0: about the need for immediate help in terms of a $2,000 check per adult. And I have the strong feeling that the people of Kentucky will respond no differently
1: than the people of Vermont or New York. And let me just make it clear for the
2: majority leader. Sorry, that was a editing error. But anyway, basically, Bernie just stuffed Mitch in his high school locker. You know, clear, clearly, clearly. Mitch doesn't care about about anybody else. I mean look, his, his own state they're they're poor. He's done nothing for them for 30 some odd years. And
1: that's, uh, that's sad in its own right. I mean, and unfortunately, you got what you have in Kentucky. There are people who are willing to vote. Against their own needs, right there to make sure that we don't get one of them Democrats in the office because you know you put Democrats in there, you know, next thing you know, you'll have all these illegal immigrants, and we can we can't have we can't have any more immigration in this country.
2: Well, and you've also got Rand Paul there as well, so well, double your pleasure. W, W pleasure, W, fun. So, again, if you're in Georgia and you're eligible to vote, please, please, please get out there on Tuesday and vote. Uh, We'd love to see you vote Democratic. Of course, do your thing. Or if you're not going to vote Democratic, vote for Trump as a write-in, because that seems to be a movement.
1: There you go. Right? There you go. Trump Trump for Georgia. Jesus. That's – that's that's you know I tell you this whole thing you just you wonder where this where this country is going to you know you know McConnell said that he he'd support the two the two thousand uh, dollar stimulus if if we follow these conditions if we go ahead and we let a probe go uh, look into a uh, into this whole thing about uh, election fraud and oh and there's one other oh the whole thing where the president uh he wants to put the shackles on uh, on the uh social media outlets fact, right. twitter facebook all these ones that think that he's being treated unfairly right. uh well, let me uh, let me just remind these idiots something here twitter is an equal opportunity uh a slapper, if you will, when it comes to their TOS. When they feel their TOS is being violated, it does not matter if you're conservative, if you're liberal, if you're a pink flamingo. They're going to slap you down no matter what. And get over it. That's their rules. That's how they, they... This is a free service. You're not paying a dime to put your crap up on social media. So get over it. But that was the only... Those were the stipulations, and they knew... McConnell knew damn well that the uh the Democrats uh, weren't going to go for that. So, you know, quit try quit trying to pull the wool over it might work with people in Kentucky, but the other the majority of the other states and now we know better, okay?
2: Well, the interesting thing too is that Trump got away with all of that for most of his 4 years. I, I mean, he did. Uh, so uh I mean, the fact now that they're slapping him on the wrist and you know uh look, like it or not, he is still president of the United States and what he says matters or at least should. Uh we can we could spend days here just going on about all the trouble he's ramped up, but with only ten seconds left before we start making our way out of here for the for the big one to two hour break.
5: Mm-hmm. We
2: uh uh we don't want to get involved in that now, do we, John?
1: Oh, absolutely not. All right. Hey, we'll see you on the other side. The Big Set Week 17 coming up here with John and Ed versus the spread. When we come back...
5: TFI
1: you found the taxi stand hour
5: the worst talk radio i've ever heard in my life
1: on radio
0: TFI
4: talk too much talk too
0: much join the conversation you can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT 754-800-2428 On Twitter, at Taxi Stand hour. From a pay phone, call Collect
2: So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else.
4: where were you born? Hey, you one of those dudes that do horoscopes, man. Hey, I'm a cancer with a bad moon. Right here, El Fago, watch my lips. Where were you born? I was born in East L.A., man. I was born in East L.A. Oh, yeah, you're born in East L.A. Well, let's see your green card, huh? Green card? I'm from East L.A. All right, well, then who's president of the United States? Oh, that's easy, man. That guy that used to be on Death Valley Days, uh, John Wayne. Alright, let's go. Come on. Next thing I know, I'm
0: Two guys who 100%
8: support flag burning, especially if it's one of those Trump 2020 flags. It's John and Ed on
0: the Taxi Stand Hour. Hi, it's Sam Barker here from the Motley Fool. Behind me is Landmark Mall, or what used to be, what once was a bustling and booming shopping center just a stone's throw away from Motley Fool headquarters, is now a sad shell of its former self. The only store open here is Sears, which in fact just announces closing. In fact, the parking lot—sorry right about that—is pretty much a hub for Amazon Prime delivery vehicles. But if you think Amazon
1: is—sorry about that. <laughs> what was that supposed to be, by the way?
2: <laughs> the I—I uh, have let the video go. Just start the show.
1: Oh, okay. Well, welcome back, by the way, to the Taxi Stand Hour here on uh, Radio Tafi. Uh, I. I don't know. I, to tell you the truth, I, I don't know if you're able right now to see us uh, via the uh, Facebook feed because uh, they uh, Facebook, boy, they're Johnny on the spot with this one. I can only assume that they were had their self up in arms about the whole video replay of of, uh, of board in East L.A. that was being shown. By the way, I love that movie and love that video. That's why I didn't leave my seat while it was played. I was wondering, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, uh, Facebook is up in arms, so I have no idea right now if you're able to uh, uh, to watch us on the Facebook feed. Uh, you know, that's the one thing I've loved about uh, about Periscope, which sounds like we're going to lose here before too long. Is it looks like uh, uh, they don't care. They don't really doesn't give a rat's ass uh, to be uh quite honest. So I don't know. They said uh, Facebook says they've blocked something like I, I'll have to look, just look on the video and see exactly what they, what they did block. If they blocked that, or if they blocked the entrance music, uh, the John, uh maybe George, George, George. Thoroughgood has finally had enough of it. Who knows? <laughs> Tell the people who we are and why we're here. Well, tell me why I'm here, but okay. Uh, anyways, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour. I thought I said that. Uh, on uh, Radio TFI, uh, you were in the second hour now. And from Egan, Minnesota, in the Northern Command Studio, I'm John Shannon over there is Mr. Ed Van Ness in the Radio TFI Executive Tower. Once again, good morning, sir.
2: Good morning, kids and kittens. That's Mr. Technical Wizard to you. And uh, I'll tell you the truth. I knew there might be a problem when I decided to play the video for Born in East L.A., but what I really expected the problem was from YouTube. Why? Because that was
1: YouTube. <laughs> I just played it i just got the unlock get away with, how does youtube get get away with doing that to just, that they play as much copyrighted material and you guarantee, uh, guarantee you. wait a minute no
2: i took their copyrighted material brought it here and sent it back out onto youtube <laughs> kind of like a mirror you look at it it a mirror. mirror. and by the way i gotta say uh i purposely put up I was going, uh, you know, trying to decide what to, what to bring us into the second hour with last night. East LA caught my eye. I said, "Oh, great! Let's uh, that's a that's a fun song. I like that." And 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 then it dawned on me. Oh, let's play the uh, let's play the video. Yeah,
1: I I love this. I know I've always loved that movie. You cannot find it on any of the streaming services. But but but.
2: The real kicker was, it's four and a half minutes, which would have given young Mr. Shannon here six and a half minutes to go do whatever it is he feels the need to do every week and complains and complains and complains because he can't sit still for two stinking hours with a break in the middle. So here I am. I Wait, you wait. Have I, to, you have I, to play. I'm not done. Okay. So, so I give him all the time he could possibly want in this little radio land of ours. So what's he do sits right there and watches it.
1: You, sh- you, ha- you can't, you can't play stuff that interests me. <laughs> Never move. I, like I, I love, absolutely <laughs> love, love. I, I love Cheech. I love Cheech and Chong to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I love Cheech. I've, I've always, uh, I've always loved every, every stupid little movie he's ever done. Born in East LA. Shrimp on the Barbie. Uh there's a couple other ones he's in. I like Cheech and there you go. That's uh it's exactly uh that's exactly why uh I sat through that. I love that video. Well, it's you're
2: you're a wonderful human being, sir. And uh Well you don't have to tell me
1: that. I know that.
2: Well so so where are we? What are we doing?
1: Well, what do you say? What do you say we get into this? This is this is the big week. The big week. If you will. the big week, if you will. So, I, I won't steal your thunder. You go ahead and lead <sighs> us down the road here in the se- in the segment we like to call John and Ed versus the spread. Rock on, brother.
2: It's time for John and Ed versus The Spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, going for it, Chan, and I will each choose professional football games Excuse me, and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Guild Christ Ceremonial Sippy Cup, not responsible for mail delays. Uh, extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion if you have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. We have a tight one coming into into the final week of the regular season. I mean, it's it's not over yet. We're going to go straight through the postseason all the way up to the Super Bowl, but, but this week this is the week we pick all 16 games. Now, we're not going to cover all 16 games here, but we're going to give you a little uh, peek At uh, we're going to talk about a few of our picks. And uh, look at that score, John. Can you believe that score?
1: I can't. You know what it tells me, Ed? It, it well, tells me that of all the points possibilities we had, and the way you set up this format <laughs> for you to only have 26 points, for me to only have 25 points, I can only sum it up one way:
2: we suck. <laughs> we do. We suck big time. I mean, we—honest to goodness—we probably should have been at in the 70s or 80s. But be that as it may, so let's take a glance okay. at our at our first card here, John. All right. One moment, please. There we go. John, anything you want to talk about on this card?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, there are three games probably, I probably I want to talk about. All uh, right. I personally I don't know what it is. I, I could slap you upside the head for this, and you still didn't fix this, by the way.
2: Oh, it should be two and a half. I see that.
1: Uh-huh. So the, the, the Miami Dolphins are road dogs... Going into Buffalo, uh, two and a half road dogs. Even though Ed shows me at three, that was my original pick. And him and I are going to have to go off stage to figure out these rules because we're going with uh, ESPN and their lines, and those lines change during the course of the day. So in order to get to the uh, get to the proper number, we have to be both on the same page. We'll make it. So, th-
2: we'll make it three points. Okay, we'll make it three.
1: Okay, okay. So, yeah, it should go to the first person that posts. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyways, uh, the, the Bills are three point favorite. I don't know why I feel like I'm cheating on the Miami <laughs> Dolphins for whatever reason here. I could I could slap Ed for getting me getting uh, having me become a Miami
4: Dolphins fan, but. <laughs>
2: Not me. Going into- that was Fitz Magic, baby. That was Fitz Magic and Tua. And by the way, Fitz has has the COVID. So, you know, it's all up to Tua, huh? It's all up to Tua today, man. All up to Tua. Good. Yeah. I wish him luck, but I'm still taking the Bills, yeah. giving
1: up three points.
2: Well, I. Speaking of a couple of games that I picked, I didn't intend this, but. I took the opportunity to go for two on four different games. And seriously, without it intentionally happening, I wound up doing it in two divisions. The NFC South and the AFC West. Uh, I'm going to talk about my first game. Uh, Tampa Bay was favored at home against Atlanta. And I think Tampa Bay's got a whole lot more to play for, and I think they're going to run rampant. All over Atlanta today, and I thought six points. No, no, no. I'll give up thirteen and a half points. So I'm going for two on that one. John, what, what do you want to talk about?
1: Well, my, I'll make a quick comment on that. I say, I, I say it's going to be Tampa Bay by twelve.
2: <laughs> It'll be the first time but, that's happened to me this year.
1: Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs our home dogs for the first time yeah uh, that i can uh that i can picture now i i totally understand that they're probably going to be playing the uh country club plaza girl scouts troop uh, <laughs> there against the uh, chargers this week but uh i i can't bet I, i'm betting uh well we'll get into that later i'm betting against my other favorite team, uh, if you will. So I, I, I got to stay loyal to my Chiefs. Uh, three and a half point uh, home dogs, I'm going to take the Chiefs getting three and a half points.
2: And, and that's one of the games that I'm going for two on. I'm taking the Chargers because the Chiefs The Chiefs have nothing to play for today. There's absolutely nothing on the line for them. They've locked up the number one seed. They get the bye. There, there's nothing for them to play for. And uh, uh, Andy Reid's a smart coach. He's gonna let his boys sit and heal for a couple of weeks, his starters. So that's why I. This to me seems like an ideal place uh, to to go for two, because the Chargers are just be able to. They, you know, it'll be easy, easier. John.
1: Oh. Just just so you know the uh, Arrowhead there is that's one of the few stadiums where they're actually letting some fans in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
7: yeah.
4: I, I
1: I think that they're that they're gonna, you know, they paid their their money. They want to see Mahomes. Mahomes will play part of that game at least. So mm. Mahomes and, and Travis. So I think that there'll be a there'll be enough to put points on the board. Uh, I I think that the uh, I also think that the Chiefs defense Look, they're playing the L.A. Chargers here. So, I, if, I, if they'd have been playing the Raiders or they'd been playing a team a little bit better, I might have bought into that. But, Okay. Man. So, All anyways, right. going to my last game here, uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings are traveling to Detroit where they are, where the, the Motor City Kitties are a uh, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the Vikings are not playing Dalvin Cook. Uh, unfortunately, his uh, uh father's passed away here this last week. So Dalvin Cook is not going to be in this game. Uh, I don't even know if uh, in this... I, I don't know what they're playing for, although their coach uh, says that they are... they're going to play this game hard and whatever. Uh, you know, Takes said they were going to play other games hard and they got their asses handed to them. I'm taking the Detroit... Uh, Motor City Kitties uh, giving up, even though it doesn't say so here. Uh, I'm taking the Motor City Kitties uh, by the way, that should be the, uh, the Lions are a six and a half point favorite. I'm taking the Lions giving up six and a half.
2: I thought that, I, I could have swore it said they were the uh... Alright, we'll make that change. We'll make that change. Well, now, now, you know what, let's uh, go ahead and talk real quick All right. and I'll, uh, I'll... I'll uh, go in here and double check myself. So, going going back to my uh, two point conversions here, I've also taken the uh, New Orleans Saints against them, their Carolina Panthers. New Orleans has a shot at uh, getting the number one seed, so they're going to play hard, hard and harder. And Carolina's, let's face it, they've they've just blown chunks all year long. So, I think going for two on this one is a is a good pick. Uh, I, I think they're going to beat them by well more than than two touchdowns. Um, and and that's all I got to say about that. John, you want to
1: wanna
2: talk about your next game?
1: Well, I'm just going back to this here real quick. Uh, it says that the, uh, oh, you know what? I, I am I am, the Vikings are our six and a half point favorites. Thank I, you very I, much. I truly am sorry about that. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Lions on that game, giving up. Uh, All right. Uh, excuse me, getting six and a half points against so, the hapless Myself. So,
2: so let's move on to your next game.
1: Oh, we're going to. I get to pick another one. I, I, I already I talked, talked about one. Oh, I see. Uh, but I, we did three. That was three apiece. Yeah, well, you can talk about four. It's the end of the year. Uh, oh, well, jeez. Pick a game. I'll go to it. Let's see. Well, let's go to the, oh, here we go. The Jaguars, who are going into uh, Indianapolis to face the Colts. Yes. Now, normally, I would not give a rat's patooey about this game, but because we're picking them all, this would be a good time for me. I actually picked the Jaguars as 13-and-a-half-point favorites at the time. But it went up to 14 points. Hell, I'll take that extra half point. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the uh, Jaguars getting 14 big points. You
2: know, it's funny. I took, I, I picked the Jackson, Jacksonville as well. But like I said to you last night when we spoke, at one point during the year, I took Jacksonville to getting, I think it was 17 points, and I lost. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Let's wrap this up for me. And my final. My final two-point pick is uh, I'm going with those Raiders against Denver. Ra- uh, uh, Oakland's out of it; they got they got nothing to play for. But again, Denver's been nothing either, so I figure why not? Why not? My Raiders have helped me out a bit through the year. so so why not? So I've got four four chances to pick up two points. I'm taking Tampa New Orleans. L.A. Chargers, and the Raiders. Uh, And hopefully that'll help, because John and I have a lot of similar picks here that cancel each other out.
1: All right. It will will definitely be interesting, that is is for sure. Anything else you want to talk about, John? be doing a lot of scoreboard watching while I'm watching the... uh, or napping through the (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lions-Vikings.
1: I have to be careful about that. I I have to sneak my naps in... Because my darling wife is just waiting to snatch that re- remote there off the couch
4: whenever she sees
1: my head nod a little bit there and put on her cooking shows, So uh, uh, I
2: have to plan those naps
1: uh, accordingly.
2: I, I will tell you this. I, I was very I, – I went back and forth on the Jets-New England game. Because I know Cam Newton's playing for Pride today and – Auditioning for whoever he's going to be with next year because he ain't going to be with the Patriots, that's for sure. And uh, if they play Newton at all. And I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. Right, let me... The Jets are on a two-game winning streak. Break up the Jets. Uh, and so that's why I took the Jets getting three points. That game, that's... that's. I, believe me, I will not be surprised when I lose that game and when, <laughs> when you win it. It is going to be of no shock. I uh, I think what's going to be interesting is to see how the NFC East turns out. Because as I've been saying all year, this is the division nobody wants to win. It,
1: Do you even know who's leading this division right
2: now? All I know is Philly's out of it. Washington okay. controls their own destiny. But okay. if, Washington, if Washington loses the winner of the Dallas Giants game oh, wins, okay, wins sure. the division.
1: And uh, it's so sad. That used to be such a good division Division to watch, look, too.
2: Look, every division has its – they rotated in and out. Hell, oh. oh. For years, yeah. the, the NFC South or the teams that when they were in the NFC – remember, New Orleans and Atlanta used to be in the NFC West. New Orleans sucked for a generation. Atlanta has never been that good. And, you know, these things go in cycles. These things go in cycles. Look, the, uh, the NFC Norris division, your division – that's got look. It, it that cycles in and out. That cycles in and out. Look, Green Bay's had good had a, Green Bay's had a couple of great quarterbacks over the last fifteen years. You had Brett Favre, followed by Aaron Rodgers. You know, so they've had it. You know, they've had a pretty good run of it. That's going to end. X the people in in, in New England. <laughs> how how it works out when the, when that guy finally finally goes away. You know. So, they, they, become, they become mortals. Mere mortals. Mere mortals. So that's going to wrap it up for this week on uh, John and Ed versus The Sprint, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, all these picks are available in every bit we played, every piece of audio. Everything's available at the website, www.radiotfi.com. Also, while you're there, go go look and record something for us. We'll send you a hat. John, show them the hat. For you folks watching at home. John's showing you the hat. I didn't say take it off. It's just,
1: there you go. Well, John's got that. You see like that. There you beautiful. go. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful job done on the logo. And also, hey, got to hey! plug the radio station too, on as, as well there. RadioTFI.com. RadioTFI.com. Radio your... I've had people ask me about this. I really have. I've had passengers ask me about well, this. So you tell them where to go. And uh, very nice looking hat. Uh, All you got to do, hell, we'll even let you, if you're listening live right now, we'll even let you call in. Give us the phrase that pays, and we'll send you a hat. (laughs) The phrase (laughs) that pays. We'll even guide you through it over the air.
2: Oh, Mr. Shannon, Mr. Shannon. Anyway, so that's going to conclude John and Ed versus the spread. It's going to be, we'll see where we stand when the dust settles. Now. Well, let me, let me finish this up. All right, so that's going to conclude. And and John, what is it we say every week about about using us for your uh, betting real money in the real world?
1: Well, let's see uh, let's see what happens this week. I'm I'm predicting 16, 16 games. I'm predicting that I'm going to go ten and six on this. Really? Yes, I am. Wow, you're uh. Anyway, tell the folks
2: tell the folks about betting their own money. What do we say? Forget about it. Forget about it. And there you go. And that concludes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. Now, next week, there's going to be Saturday postseason games. So John and I will be picking the Saturday games Friday. And we'll talk about the results on Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. in, in years past we would be here and we could do it all before the show, but that's that's not the way it is now so anyway stay tuned next week we'll have we'll we'll have all our fresh picks and whatnot and uh exactly how about that hey
1: let's go ahead let's go ahead and grab ourselves a little bit of a break here and uh uh when we come back i want to know what are you looking at
4: radio tfi
6: a social distancing tip
3: He was the heart of your family, and he taught you our history. He helped you fix your first flat. He was the best backyard DJ around, and every time he'd tell a story, he'd own the room. But now more than ever, he may feel alone. Today, older adults and their loved ones are struggling to connect, in a time when connection has never been more important. But there is something we can do. Embrace our older loved ones through StoryCorps Connect. With StoryCorps Connect, you can honor seniors remotely with an interview about their life. Every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history, so that years from now, future generations can listen in.
7: All right, Grandpa, what's one piece of advice you have for me?
3: Just three words, sweetheart. Live with courage. The man that had the best stories still has plenty of stories to tell. So connect virtually and share the conversation of a lifetime at AARP. Connect honor share story Corps connect a message from aarp story Corps, and the ad council
8: hey this is chris murphy and you found the taxi stand hour on radio tfi
1: and thank you there once again mr chris murphy i'm by the way i'm working out uh plans to try to get uh, that young man uh onto this very show one of these uh one of these sundays he's just had a car- career change actually he's going into He's moving, I believe, a little further south from Springfield to, I believe, it's Bloomington, Illinois. Now, yeah. Bloomington Normal is actually it's kind of a little mini Twin Cities, I guess. That, but, that's uh, where
2: that's where the University of Illinois is, isn't
1: it? Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, is it really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I've been so, there. Uh,
2: I've, I've been there. Well, okay. I've been I've been through there. It's a lot of cornfields. Right. It's a lot of cornfields. Let me tell you. I like corn. I, I, I like corn. You got to really like corn there.
1: Oh, I tell you, I like drives in the country. If I ever get a chance to retire, I do want to. Re- I I want to retire to someplace warm, or I want to retire someplace nice and sleepy, quiet. I've dealt with big city stuff. There are days.
2: Let there me are t- days.
1: Let, let me tell you, uh,
2: Southern Illinois, well, basically all of Illinois except Chicago. Uh, i was driving to minneapolis coincidentally i was delivering a vehicle so i came straight up uh, through illinois and i guess somewhere in the back of my head i knew this to be true but it's just farmland it's just crops and it's fields. i uh, don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not knocking it but you drive the entire length of the state and this is what it is and it's you know I'm just not accustomed to that. This is just not, you know.
1: You stop and help yourself to a couple of years of corn. Yeah, that's what I did.
2: That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. All right, so we're back. And by the way, congratulations on making it back in time. I was truly worried.
1: I wanted to to see if I could do it, Mm. to be honest with you. You know, hey, when you actually have a little sense of purpose, a little bit of a fire under your butt, You can do things like that. You know, hey.
2: This this is not the conversation I was hoping to have. So anyway, you wanted to talk about something. What was it you wanted to talk about?
1: Well, real quick again, I I wanted to congratulate Chris uh, on his move. Uh, I'd love to have him here on us, speaking to us, giving us some actual pointers on real big time professional radio he, he's actually been a, he was uh, my guest on a couple different occasions uh, back in the blog talk uh, radio era and I was kind of embarrassed to tell you the truth uh, you should have been oh well you know it, there's so much things so many things you've just you discover about doing this kind of stuff and
2: uh, uh, yeah okay. <laughs> and blog talk radio was, was oh man I was only there briefly. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, honestly, I felt like I was shoved in a broom closet compared to what we do now. uh, Compared to what we do now and how we do it. And yes, we've made our mistakes over the years and we've, you know, it's constantly I'm discovering new things and how to do things. I'm actually now I'm sitting with three different screens to be able to produce this show. And, uh, and and I still do
1: it barely, badly.
4: <laughs> you'll get you'll
1: we're going to announce our retirement here in about five years. You'll get it right there and that last that final show. I uh, get it all. You will have it down to perfection. I promise. you. I but
2: promise. It's not as easy.
1: Oh, absolutely, as not. it
2: seems. But then we've talked about this before. But with everything that's available to us, it's very surprising. Now, look, a couple of goobers like us—we actually manage to produce a show every week, and we have graphics, and we have—it doesn't always go smoothly, but but it's all out there, and a lot of it is free. And on my long list of things to do on the is to put up on the website one day. All the uh, all the things we use to produce the show, Streamyard, but uh, 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 Voice Meter, et cetera, et cetera, all the things we use, and and John just and this doesn't matter to you, but we might be switching hosting providers soon, A- and it won't matter. It means nothing to. Uh, the only thing that'll change if we do that is the app will no longer be uh, useful. But other than that. <laughs>
1: You're talking about your uh, your connection to Citrus, am I am I correct? Yeah, here?
2: we're we're thinking about ending that. We're this close to ending that. Okay. Uh, we 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 think we found a better a better situation, or at the very least, a similar. Uh, there's some technical issues I don't like about our hosting provider now it's not even them it's it's what i have to work with and there's some things i've just been very frustrated with for years now but that's neither here nor there again the point is a couple of goobers like us are able to produce
1: a radio show That's beautiful it, 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 it's a beautiful thing it really it really is it actually i look forward to doing this uh this show every you know whenever we're doing it once a week and i'm I, I look forward to doing it. By the time we're done with it, I'm thinking, "What the? Are we are we? Did we do here for?" Boy, man? am I glad
2: that's I'd over.
1: That, i Would love to have that two hours of my life back. I could have been sleeping, but no, no. Seriously, uh, we we definitely enjoy it uh, and enjoy the the uh, time we're spending here. Uh, listen, so I've been I've been itching to get at this that now Ed's no longer really in the business so he doesn't spend the same amount of time mingling with the public as I do nope. and I in my line of work I spend a lot of time driving around and 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 a lot of that drive time is in some uh, ethnically different neighborhoods whether they be whether they be black neighborhoods, whether they be uh, uh, primarily Mexican neighborhoods or or the like. And I'm starting to notice something here. And it made me think, when you drive, I don't know if when you were in your driving days, how much you drove through uh, 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 different neighborhoods, ethnic neighborhoods, uh, black neighborhoods, whatever the like, what I just quite described. Quite
2: often, quite often.
1: Did you ever get the feeling, though, that when you drove through these neighborhoods that you were being watched? Oh, sure. You were being looked at. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you, you know? Just the other day, I was in a black neighborhood. I was actually in a a parking lot just waiting waiting for my next ride, you know, just kind of you know, parked in the lot there close to the street and what have you. And I pulled back out and I had uh, like a half a dozen black folks that were watching and looking and wouldn't take their eyes off of me until I was basically turned and on my happy little way out the parking lot to exit. And it didn't bother. I don't get 37 years of doing this stuff. It didn't scare me, but it caught my attention. And it it made me think, well, wait a minute. Black people go through this kind of crap all the time when they're going through prominently white suburban neighborhoods. You hear them mention this all the time. The only thing about that is, is if you look too black and you look like you're uh, you don't belong in a particular residential neighborhood, especially. Next thing you know, you have a cop car on your ass. I'm lucky; you know, I can I can I can drive through black neighborhoods. I don't have to worry about anybody tailing me, and uh, or arresting me, or anything like that, or harassing me. But think about this for a second: if you're a black person and you're driving through suburban Eagan, Minnesota, uh, where if I see, if, if I see one black person, every, if I spend a whole day in Eagan, I, I might see one or two black people the entire uh, time. And how many times do you think that person, especially if they're dressed, you know, in the old stereotypical way with the hoodie and and the this and that, whatever you name your stereotype you imagine the looks that they draw and the fear, you know, what's he doing here? What? How, how come this black person is in our neighborhood? Oh my God. Put, you know, think about that for a minute. Try driving, try driving through a black neighborhood and just, you know, go along a bunch of shops or go into an actual neighborhood you know when when people are outside you know right now it's a little chilly up here in Minnesota to be uh, just out hanging around besides we also have this little thing called a, uh, a pandemic going around so you don't but are you're driving driving through an ad or driving through a neighborhood looking for an address and the looks you garner there try doing that sometime and then maybe just maybe, you'll understand what it's like when you're a black person going through a neighborhood that might not be familiar to you. Maybe you you're going to visit a friend and you're going into a neighborhood that you don't recognize. And you're looking at houses. And meanwhile, those people are looking at you like, well, what does he do in case in the joint? Uh, it, it's, it's just put, try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a for a short period of time maybe then you'll understand that you know maybe this whole paranoia that we have about people of color uh, us us white people that especially us suburban white people suburban white women you know maybe 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 understand for just a little bit what people go through when you're stared at as you're driving down the road Ed? Well,
2: <clears throat> I, I I see what you're saying there, John. And, and and I get stared at all the time. Of course, that's because I'm so pretty.
1: Why did I know that was coming? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just should have kept talking. I would have sat here silently. But no, you had to stop. <laughs> well, you
1: know, hey, it's this two-way street. I, uh, I put it you, out there for your opinion as well.
2: Have you learned nothing on this show? Have you learned nothing in four years? Have you, have you learned in four years <laughs> uh, coming up next month is actually four years uh, right after Jeez. the inauguration uh, I understand what you're saying I, I, I see the point as a as a certified white guy not a suburban white guy like you Uh, and as a former night driver when I drove through neighborhoods it was a little bit different I was in a decked out cab and uh, you know it was a different experience, but uh, I, I I think I, I, what I want to say here is I listen to you. You make some valid points, and I I won't disagree with that. But you're in a weird looking van now. It's not a taxi, and it's not and it's not a civilian vehicle. So you have to keep in mind that a lot of people are going what the hell is that? Because you have graphics on the side, but they're not really they don't stand out
1: correct they're there but they're they're muted to the untrained eye they're very muted uh if you you have to look really hard and if i have any dirt whatsoever on the side of the car you can't even see the where it says transportation plus right the only thing that's distinguishing on that car is that we have i have an emblem emblem on the uh Lower right-hand part of the uh, of the windshield with the company logo on it. And t- truth be told, it's it's funny how people in some neighborhoods actually recognize Transportation Plus as a valid transportation service and and call.
2: Well, they've used uh, it before, but but for the uh, point the point I'm getting at is, for the most part, your your vehicle is a bit of an odd duck.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. It's not a big yellow taxi
2: cab. Right. Which people would they, they wouldn't give you a second look. Mm. They wouldn't give you a second look. So I, I think, I think that's more of what you're experiencing than anything else. It takes people especially if you're sitting still, they can see what it is and what it isn't, or what is that? Mm. What is, you know, and, and they're looking at you and looking at you and, Is it the cops? Is it the FBI? Is it, you know, what? Who are you? There's something on the side of that vehicle, but I can't quite make it out, and
1: that's bothering me. Yeah. I think that's all it is. And you're right about the whole referencing the cops. I have definitely, and it's so funny, because if you get one look at me, for Christ's sake, the last thing I look like is a cop. Oh, I used to get that all the time when I was younger and slimmer
2: and had more hair. Oh my goodness! I would get that all the time, especially at night. How long you been on the force? What are you talking about? By the way, I never denied it. Never confirmed it, but I never denied it. You're a cop. What makes you say that? You look like a cop. Do I? Do you have a gun? Do 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 you have a gun? Do I need a gun? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, no, you're right. But and the reason I, I, I brought this up is is I got to thinking and that's a scary thought when it happens wow. in its own right. Hide the women and children. But if if I've if if I've got when I'm out there and I've got black people uh when I'm in black neighborhoods and I've got black people staring at me, uh how does that how if you're if you're if you're a black person and you happen to travel into a white neighborhood, how does that make you, uh, how, you know, I mean, how does, how do you think it, it makes that person feel, you know, for one thing, you can't find here, here in the twin cities, you can't find any supermarkets in any of these uh, black neighborhoods. You're lucky if you can go find a little grocery or a little grocery store where the the gallon of milk is two days away from being expired
2: that's what's known uh, as a food desert
1: yeah no you're right you're right thank you uh you, you really do have to travel into the suburbs to to be able to get fresh groceries and, and to get and also get things that, that's really sad you don't talk about a food desert but even the stores that are in the uh the poorer neighborhoods or in the black neighborhoods are it's the prices. It's amazing that the prices are cheaper as you get out a little bit further out into the burbs, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. The gas is cheap. That's one thing you got. People, people buying gas in these, uh, in the black neighborhoods, they are getting soaked right now. Gas prices are up as it is. They're up around, uh, what are we paying? About 2 25 to two twenty-nine a gallon right now, which is as high as they've been in uh, over a year. Uh, oh, God. The, the, the Armageddon is coming now that uh, Trump's no longer going to be president. He said, we're going to have higher gas prices. Well, why don't you just give the oil companies the old cart blunch to jack things up a little bit there, you stupid bastard. Bush did it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, but, boy, you go into these neighborhoods over over North Minneapolis, gas prices are easily a dime or more a gallon uh, for the same gas. You put the same gas in these cars and you're sticking it to these folks who they, they, they can't drive. They can't afford the gas to drive out into the suburbs. You know, they're the ones that are You know, you're lucky if they're putting $5 worth of gas in the car to try to get them through, get them through their week. Mm. And it's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. But, uh, you know, like I said, just next time, next time you see us, us old white people, next time you see a black person in your neighborhood walking around or cruising, don't sit there and stare and don't sit there and wonder what they're doing what are they doing in my neighborhood it's just it's just really yeah go find something else to stare at is all I got to say 754-800-CHAT 754-800-2428 uh, is the number Ed you got anything uh, over there in your palette you'd like to share with us here uh, before uh... Jesus we only got Less we got ten minutes. Wow, this hour flew a couple, by.
2: Couple of things. Uh, some sad news for me. I uh I'm not really sad, just annoying. So last Monday I went to get my annual DOT physical and I decided since it was in the same general area, I would go visit my mechanic. Well, I haven't seen it in about a year. I got a little problem with the vehicle. Nothing major, but it's time for an oil change and all that. Uh, I've talked about this guy, Mike. I found him. Guy was wonderful, great, reasonable priced. Did the did a great job. So I drive by his place. It, it was a Meineke muffler shop. Place is closed, shut down oh, tight. No. Yeah, and the numbers I had for him were just for the business. So, and 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 he was uh, Pakistani or something like that. And Mike is just his like his American name. So I don't know his real name. And uh, which is unfortunate cuz he's probably moved on to another shop and I would have loved to have find him. So so that was unfortunate last week. Uh again, not the end of the world, but you know, you, you it's uh it's frustrating. Uh we also missed You know, we had that uh, bombing on Christmas in Nashville. Fortunately, nobody seriously injured. And uh, there's a there was a fella online, who, and he's just sitting in his car. He's got the greatest voice ever. He makes he makes you and I look like small guys. He's huge. He's just a. And he sat in his car and did this, and he was talking about the Nashville bomber. And I, I just want to play this. It's less than a
8: minute. If you're even remotely surprised that it was a non-Muslim conservative domestic terrorist that carried out the Tennessee bombing, then you haven't been paying attention for the last four years. It was non-Muslim conservative domestic terrorists that mailed pipe bombs in the name of Donald Trump, that seized the Michigan State House, that marched in Charlottesville, and that were thwarted trying to kidnap the Michigan governor to hold a mock trial in the woods, try her for treason. It's non-Muslim conservative domestic terrorists that are the real problem in this country. And you guys need to get your fucking head out of your ass and start to fucking realize this before it's too fucking late. And for all of you Trump supporters that are out there saying this wasn't an actual bombing, that it was a missile strike, just stop, okay? Just fucking stop, okay? Change the tinfoil in your fucking hat, remove your head from your ass, and get back in mommy's basement because it just it's just, just fucking stop, okay? I mean, what the fuck is wrong with you people?
2: I just found that to be a very, very interesting
1: 56 seconds of, uh, well, and he's absolutely right. You know, the first thing, you know, that comes to mind is when you have an explosion like that, that was a nasty explosion too. Yes, it was. Uh, the, The first thing that comes to mind is, is terrorism. And of course, we're still trained, you know, we're trained from nine you know, from, uh, Almost 20 years ago, we're trained. Every time you uh, you uh, hear the word terrorism, you automatically think uh, uh, you automatically think it's some Muslim-based uh, organization. Have there been so, a couple of uh, Muslim-based well, attacks worldwide? Absolutely. Not really yeah, there have been, but your your mind automatically goes to that, and that's wrong. Take a second or two to get get the 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 uh, the facts and also just keep in mind, too, this wasn't necessarily it wasn't as far as I know, although he he wore a MAGA hat that you've seen wearing a MAGA hat, and whatnot. This necessarily did not even have anything to do with uh the election or politics or anything, as far as I know. This was some guy that was it was troubled. This was a guy that. W- you know, had conspiracy theories about the uh, about uh, f- the five G uh, uh, infrastructure now, and and uh, d- he said that uh, d- he also thought that five uh, G. Yeah, I lost he, all my hair. Yeah, jeez. Uh, d- he had something that uh, uh, some creatures had were had come from another planet, and were had had taken the. Where well, he had shape uh, uh, shape shifted into uh, uh, into uh, humans, and they're taking over the world. This guy had problems, and uh, uh, well, make
2: but well, make I, no make no mistake about it, John. It is still terrorism. Yeah. Now, granted, now granted, uh, and I don't know much about this guy, blah blah blah. But he did it on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. With with uh, the uh, the the chance of injury or or fatalities severely decreased. Heck mm-hmm. heck heck! The RV announced that there's a bomb about to go off. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I mean it doesn't change what happened. It doesn't forgive it. Uh I don't know whether or not he was one of these Trump Trump maggots or not. Or, but
1: I I he might have been but I don't think that was any had anything to do with his No, uh, but I just wanted to play motivation yeah
2: I just wanted to play that little piece of uh, audio because it was uh, I just found it interesting and uh, uh, yes we will try to pull out that um, I'm looking at at my board here Yes, spinning wheel we'll try to pull out the uh, that little piece of uh, what, what part of the song do you want to come out what goes up must come come down so we'll uh, we'll get that for you we'll try to put that in the big big uh, wheel of noises that we have there's actually a big wheel right behind you can't see it it's just out of camera range big big wheel it's about 8 feet in diameter takes up the whole room the whole room we spin it and that's how we get those sounds
1: isn't that right John that's absolutely absolutely correct so, they, like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, back when I was talking about uh, getting, uh, uh, getting put into Twitter jail again, like I said, they had identified the, uh, well, actually, I didn't say it at the time, did I? But anyways, they haven't identified the uh, former pharmacist from Milwaukee uh, who has been, who has jailed for destroying more than 500, I thought it was only like 50-some doses, 500 doses of the Moderna vaccine for COVID-19 has been identified by jail records. Uh, The the suspect who has been fired from his job at the Aurora Medical Center in Grafton. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we <laughs> go. So
2: should should we should it, we keep this guy on, or maybe uh, should we should we suspend him? Should we? <laughs> Something tells me there was no big
1: meeting about that. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, he's accused of pulling 57 virals, I guess, which would have meant 500 doses uh, of the vaccine uh, from the refrigerator and leaving them out overnight. He knew it would render the vaccines useless and lead people to believe they've been vaccinated properly. Uh, So while authorities have not officially released the suspect's identity, uh, Steven Brandenburg, a licensed pharmacist, was booked Thursday in the county jail. I'm not going to try to pronounce that particular county. On counts of criminal damage to property and second-degree reckless endangering safety according to the milwaukee journal sentinel the 47 year old remains behind bars on friday but has not been formally charged so now i just want to know now i want to know what was his motivation he's a nutball well okay even nutballs have Motivation for the stupid stuff that they that they do. So I'll look into that. We'll get into that next uh, next week here. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. For Ed Van Ness, I'm John Cannon, and I got the money.
4: See you. talking, baby You know you're back